Hello and welcome to this special JustCast series about the upcoming Reclosure 2021 conference. We're going to have a brief conversation with our speakers, asking them some questions about their life and job to get to know them better. Today with us is Joanna Antonelli. Hey Joanna, how are you today? Hello, I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Fantastic. So Johanna is a software engineer working at Juxt, who is also our uh, hosting our podcast and proud sponsor of the conference. Um, Johanna is giving a talk at Reclosure this year. And uh, let me start by asking the most important question that we ask to all our guests is, what is your favorite pizza topping? It's a very important question. Very important. And very, I'm very, I know I'm going to go with two because you can't have one of these without the other. It's goat's cheese and caramelized onion. Ooh, that's mm. like, that, that makes me hungry straight away. Mm. That's, that's a very <laughs> good choice. It's not probably a typical, you know, it's not Italian uh, typical choice, but I think it's a very good um, pairing. So can you, can you find, uh, can you find such uh, ingredients somewhere, some toppings? Because I think I never saw them around. I mean, I think we just, when me and my husband get pizzas, pre-made pizzas, we just buy goat's cheese and caramelized onion in a jar and add it to whatever pizza we have. So uh, I'm sure, I'm sure places serve that too. Right. Okay. Good. With that out of the way, let's go to more serious questions. How did you get into computers and what's exciting about software and technology for you? Okay. Um... I think my story is quite unique. Um, I mean, I'd love to meet someone else from the same background, but I, I was a hairdresser out of school um, and I did that for about six years, didn't find it fulfilling, didn't find it enjoyable. So without much direction, I went back into education and I did um, I did a physics degree because that's the logical next step from hairdressing. Um, and out of that, I, I, we did some computing, but that was very simple plotting graphs and things. And I enjoyed it, but computing for me and software engineering for me was always something that other people did. I thought I'd love to do that, but that's just, you know, you, you have to do that from when you're five, you have to, that's how normal people get into it. So that's out of the question. Um, but I met I met Dominic Munro, who works at Just. Um, his girlfriend, I went to uni with her. Um, and they said, well, we can give you an internship if you like, if, if that's something that you enjoy. And I said, yeah, I'd, I'd love the opportunity to do that. that that'd be my dream. Um, and that's that's how I got into computing, really. Um, always, mm -hmm. always thought it was cool. Never thought I'd be able to do it. And now I do. Yeah, that's the way to go. Um, <laughs> Trying different things and uh, finding something that you like. Yeah. Uh, eventually, that's uh, that's that's nice. Yeah. And um, what what do you find exciting about software and technology? I find the problem solving exciting. I find being able to create something from essentially nothing. Um, it it feels like the world is your oyster with with software engineering. Do you have a computer science hero? Uh, somebody maybe you would like you would have uh, lunch and drinks with, and what would you ask them? Uh, not necessarily 
computer science, but I think, or I hope I'm allowed to say Richard Feynman for this one. Yes, you can. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, great. I would love to, I'd love to have lunch with him and just have a chat, have a chat with Richard Feynman. He's a very interesting character. What would you ask? Do you have any idea about that? I'm not sure. I think I'd be too nervous to ask anything, but a, a conversation, a good conversation, um, and see what see where it led. Okay. Um, do you have a favorite piece of software or application that you might recommend? Mm-hmm. I would say Emacs. I'm I'm sure there's a few people that agree with me. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people in the community that use it too, but yeah, it was mentioned a couple of times already. <laughs> I'm sure it has been. Yeah, there's nothing else. There's nothing else. Emacs has everything you need. Um, if you could change one thing about software, what would it be? Um, you know, think big, like uh, cleaning up the mess on the web, or something about so- how software is created, or better source control. Um, yeah, go big. I would say maybe it's more philosophical. I would like to remove the mysticism around it. So there seems to be a big divide between people who are air quotes, technically savvy people who do software. And then there's those people that see it as some kind of witchcraft and that scares them. And I think it makes them potentially more vulnerable to the more nefarious sides of software, not software, I guess that's the wrong word, but, mm. but it may, yeah, if, if that's allowed as an answer, I would lift the mysticism off it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. Maybe we should uh, think about why there's such a mysticism and um, yeah, well, what, what is generating that and, uh, get to the source of it and then mm. probably probably remove it. It's definitely not like a, a positive aspect. No. Um, maybe it could be depending on which way you look at it, but I, I understand what you are describing. And yeah, maybe a, like a, an easier learning curve for people who enter the world of software um, and uh, how we can achieve that. Yeah, we, we thought about that in closures like many times, right? And how, mm. to, how to improve the... Uh, newcomer experience when they join the community and they start using the language. Um, and so, well, many things have been done um, as well. So it's not that uh, it's still like a, this obscure uh, Lisp implementation that nobody knows how to use it, but definitely you can do better than that. Mm. And uh, by the way, how did you get involved in with uh, with Clojure? That just happened to be what Jux used. So um, I always say Clojure was my first real language, programming language that I've used. It's mostly true. Um, I used Python at university in mm-hmm. my degree. Um, I used a bit of R. They tried to teach us C, which ended up being copying and pasting without much explanation what anything was. Um, but all of those things were just used to plot data on graphs so my first real language was closure and and i got into that from juxt who were very mm. good at net teaching and nurturing 
that's I think a, a big plus in the sense of um, being like starting a career with uh, a language which is so important I think like to mm. shape uh, the way you program compared to maybe other more popular languages is uh, is definitely a plus in, in my opinion um, unluckily for me I started in Java land and uh, maybe uh, yeah it took me a long time to understand functional programming and maybe I still don't understand it completely always mm. learning and do you have any favorite things about closure? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what brings me a lot of joy in my day-to-day -day life. Almost on a weekly basis, there'll be some new function that I didn't know existed and um, I'll need it. And I'll think, oh, I wonder if that exists. So for example, the first time I became aware of map V and filter V, um, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I need, I need to oh, map it and put it in vector. Oh, why didn't you use map V? Oh, that's brilliant. So, so things have already been thought about and things already exist for most of the things you want to do. I'd say that's my favorite thing. If it could be anything else, what would you do if it wasn't software development? Not hairdressing. Um, I've done that. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think I would like to be to do something creative um maybe to be outdoors make something woodwork maybe i think i'd have to just try out a few a few different things until i found what i liked it's hard mm -hmm. to say because software is what i want to do well fair enough and what do you do for like uh, when you want to unwind and for fun yeah um my husband and i we we go exploring um my husband's a stonemason, so we go around England and look at all the cathedrals uh, with our dog. So we'll go on weekends away. Um, yeah, that's what we like oh, to that's do in our spare time. That's interesting. Um, do you have any book, film, or music you would recommend to our listeners? There is a book I would recommend, but with the caveat of it being a three-part series and the third part isn't out yet and it might not be out for a while but um it's the king killer chronicles um i'll get you a link maybe you can put it in the notes i, I think it is people have heard of it but if you haven't give it a read um oh. i'm into my audio books so the audio books ah. for those are really good too good to know uh, yeah i'll definitely make sure that we we got it. We got the link into the show notes. Uh, definitely. So now going a little bit more philosophical. What is your idea of perfect happiness? So my idea of perfect happiness would be more of a situation, more of being in a place. Um, I like being outside. Uh, say on a nice, cool summer's day, in a woods, nothing to care about and just sitting in nature. I think that feels like perfect happiness to me. Sounds like. And uh, if it's not already where you live, is there another place you would like most to live? I would like to live in Scotland. Um, I guess for the reasons that I said would be perfect happiness. I think there's a, there's a lot more places to explore up there. 
Um, maybe it's it's something I've just dreamed up and a fairyland in my head, but it, it seems like the people would be nicer. There's There's far more space. But that doesn't seem like a completely uh, out of reach um, goal or or future, right? Is is uh, it could it could happen? It could be. It could be. Um, we're selling our house at the minute, and we could very well be moved to Scotland within a year ah, if, if, okay. if that happens. Uh, but I don't want to jinx it. Um, mm. But I would absolutely love to live in Scotland. Maybe even Orkney, as far north as Orkney. Okay. Okay. So it's it's about to happen. So maybe the next interview um, is going to be from from the new place where you Perhaps. want or where you moved to live. Perhaps. Fantastic. Um, so we are toward the end of the interview. Uh, before we close, can you give us a brief introduction about your talk at the conference? Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you a brief um, overview of what we'll be doing. Um, I'd like to build a pets app with everyone and a pets app built on top of sites, which we can do just by using a GraphQL schema or making a GraphQL schema from scratch, putting that into site, which is something that we have been developing at Juxt. Um, and from that, we will be able to use GraphIQL, which is a graphical interface. Um, and have a working pets app with barely any effort. Oh, nice. So we are going to introduce something new um, about Juxt. Mm. Uh, mm. That's cool. That's cool. Looking forward to see what that is, uh, considering the the pedigree, you know, all the um, uh, all the innovation that Juxt has been introducing over the years uh, in terms of libraries and frameworks and ideas. So. It must be exciting, I guess. Looking forward to that. Um, okay. Anything that we forgot to add that you would like to add? No, I, I would just like to add a thank you to you and to all of the reclosure organizers for in advance for putting on what I imagine will be another brilliant conference. Thank you for all the time you put into that. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I also hope and think that it's going to be like an interesting conference at least so let's hope everything goes as expected it should be it should be all right cool um well thank you very much johanna for joining us today and uh take care and you thank you very much <laughs>